0: Welcome to Letters from Wall Street. I'm your host, Anthony Pompliano, better known as Pomp. Let's kick this thing off. If you follow Bitcoin and crypto, you've probably heard of eToro. They're the world's number one social trading platform, and I love it. They've got more than 10 million other traders that love it, too. And guess what? They just launched in the United States. eToro offers access to the world's most popular cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum and others. And so you never miss out. They also have an easy-to-use application available on iPhone, Android, or any web browser. You can get started today in just a few clicks at etoro.com. Again, that's etoro.com. Get VIP access to Bitcoin and crypto markets today. The following is an excerpt from Google's S1 registration statement that was filed on April 29, 2004. This section is titled, Letter from the Founders an owner's manual for Google shareholders. Introduction. Google is not a conventional company. We do not intend to become one. Throughout Google's evolution as a privately held company, we have managed Google differently. We have also emphasized an atmosphere of creativity and challenge, which has helped us provide unbiased, accurate, and free access to information for those who rely on us around the world. Now the time has come for the company to move to public ownership. This change will bring important benefits for our employees, for our present and future shareholders, for our customers, and most of all for Google users. But the standard structure of public ownership may jeopardize the independence and focused objectivity that have been most important in Google's past success and that we consider most fundamental for its future. Therefore, we have designed a corporate structure that will protect Google's ability to innovate and retain its most distinctive characteristics – We are confident that, in the long run, this will bring Google and its shareholders, old and new, the greatest economic returns. We want to clearly explain our plans and the reasoning and values behind them. We are delighted you are considering an investment in Google and are reading this letter. Sergey and I intend to write you a letter like this one every year in our annual report. We'll take turns writing the letter so you'll hear directly from each of us. We ask that you read this letter in conjunction with the rest of this prospectus. Serving end users Sergey and I founded Google because we believe we could provide a great service to the world, instantly delivering relevant information on any topic. Serving our end users is at the heart of what we do and remains our number one priority. Our goal is to develop services that improve the lives of as many people as possible to do things that matter. We make our services as widely available as we can by supporting over 97 languages and by providing most services for free. Advertising is our principal source of revenue, and the ads we provide are relevant and useful, rather than intrusive and annoying. We strive to provide users with great commercial information. We are proud of the products we have built, and we hope that we create in the future will have an even greater positive impact on the world. Long-term focus. As a private company, we have concentrated on the long term, and this has served us well. As a public company, we will do the same. In our opinion, outside pressures too often tempt companies to sacrifice long-term opportunities to meet quarterly market expectations. Sometimes, this pressure has caused companies to manipulate financial results in order to make their quarter. In Warren Buffett's words, we won't smooth quarterly or annual results. If earnings figures are lumpy when they reach headquarters, they will be lumpy when they reach you. If opportunities arise that might cause us to sacrifice short-term results, but are in the best long-term interest of our shareholders, we will take those opportunities. We will have the fortitude to do this. We would request that our shareholders take the long-term view. Many companies are under pressure to keep their earnings in line with analyst forecasts. Therefore, they often accept smaller, but predictable earnings rather than larger and more unpredictable returns. Sergey and I feel this is harmful and we intend to steer in the opposite direction. Google has had adequate cash to fund our business and has generated additional cash through operations. This gives us the flexibility to weather costs, benefit from opportunities, and optimize our long-term earnings. For example, in our ad system, we make many improvements that affect revenue in both directions. These are in areas like end-user relevance and satisfaction, advertiser satisfaction, partner needs, and targeting technology. We release improvements immediately rather than delaying them, even though delay might give smoother financial results. You have our commitment to execute quickly to achieve long-term value rather than making the quarters more predictable. We will make decisions on the business fundamentals, not accounting considerations, and always with the long-term welfare of the company and shareholders in mind. Although we may discuss long-term trends in our business, we do not plan to give earnings guidance in the traditional sense. We are not able to predict our business within a narrow range for each quarter. We recognize that our duty is to advance our shareholders' interests, and we believe that artificially creating short-term target numbers serves our shareholders poorly. We would prefer not to be asked to make such predictions, and if asked, we will respectfully decline. A management team distracted by a series of short-term targets is as pointless as a dieter stepping on a scale every half hour. Risk versus Reward in the Long Run Our business environment changes rapidly and needs long term investment. We will not hesitate to place major bets on promising new areas. We will not shy away from high risk, high reward projects because of short term earnings pressure. Some of our past bets have gone extraordinarily well, and others have not. Because we recognize the pursuit of such projects as the key to our long term success, we will continue to seek them out. For example, We would fund projects that have a 10% chance of earning a billion dollars over the long term. Do not be surprised if we place smaller bets in areas that seem very speculative or even strange. As the ratio of reward to risk increases, we will accept projects further outside our normal areas, especially when the initial investment is small. We encourage our employees, in addition to their regular projects, to spend 20% of their time working on what they think will most benefit Google. This empowers them to be more creative and innovative. Many of our significant advances have happened in this manner. For example, AdSense for content and Google News were both prototyped in 20% time. Most risky projects fizzle, often teaching us something. Others succeed and become attractive businesses. We may have quarter-to-quarter volatility as we realize losses on some new projects and gains on others. If we accept this, we can all maximize value in the long term. Even though we are excited about risky projects, we expect to devote the vast majority of our resources to our main businesses, especially since our most people naturally gravitate toward incremental improvements. Executive roles. We run Google as a triumphant. Sergey and I have worked closely together for the last eight years, five at Google. Eric, our CEO, joined Google three years ago. The three of us run the company collaboratively with Sergey and me as presidents. The structure is unconventional, but we have worked successfully in this way. To facilitate timely decisions, Eric, Sergey, and I meet daily to update each other on the business and to focus our collaborative thinking on the most important and immediate issues. Decisions are often made by one of us, with the others being briefed later. This works because we have tremendous trust and respect for each other, and we generally think alike. Because of our intense long-term working relationship, we can often predict differences of opinion among the three of us. We know that when we disagree, the correct decision is far from obvious. For important decisions, we discuss the issue with the larger team. Eric, Sergey, and I run the company without any significant internal conflict, but with healthy debate. As different topics come up, we often delegate decision-making responsibilities to one of us. We hired Eric as a more experienced and complement to Sergey and me to help us run the business. Eric was CTO of Sun Microsystems. He was also CEO of Novell and has a PhD in computer science, a very unusual and important combination for Google given our scientific and technical culture. This partnership among the three of us has worked very well and we expect it to continue. The shared judgments and extra energy available from all three of us has significantly benefited Google. Eric has the legal responsibilities of the CEO and focuses on management of our vice presidents and the sales organization. Sergey focuses on engineering and business deals. I focus on engineering and product management. All three of us devote considerable time to overall management of the company and other fluctuating needs. We are extremely fortunate to have talented management that has grown the company to where it is today. They operate the company and deserve the credit. Corporate structure. We are creating a corporate structure that is designed for stability over long time horizons. By investing in Google, you are placing an unusual long-term bet on the team, especially Sergey and me, and on our innovative approach. We want Google to become an important and significant institution. That takes time, stability, and independence. We bridge the media and technology industries, both of which have experienced considerable consolidation and attempted hostile takeovers. In the transition to public ownership, we have set up a corporate structure that will make it harder for outside parties to take over or influence Google. This structure will also make it easier for our management team to follow the long-term innovative approach emphasized earlier. This structure, called a dual-class voting structure, is described elsewhere in this prospectus. The main effect of this structure is likely to leave our team, especially Sergey and me, with significant control over the company's decisions and fate as Google shares change hands. New investors will fully share in Google's long-term growth, but will have less influence over its strategic decisions than they would at most public companies. While this structure is unusual for technology companies, it is common in the media business and has had a profound importance there. The New York Times Company, The Washington Post Company, and Dow Jones, the publisher of The Wall Street Journal, all have similar dual-class ownership structures. Media observers frequently point out that dual class ownership has allowed these companies to concentrate on their core long-term interest in serious news coverage, despite fluctuations in quarterly results. The Berkshire Hathaway company has applied the same structure with similar beneficial effects. From the point of view of long-term success in advancing a company's core values, the structure has clearly been an advantage. Academic studies have shown that from a purely economic point of view, dual class structures have not harmed the share price of companies. The shares of each of our classes have identical economic rights and differ only as to voting rights. Google has prospered as a private company. As a public company, we believe a dual class voting structure will enable us to retain many of the positive aspects of being private. We understand some investors do not favor dual class structures. We have considered this point of view carefully, and we have not made our decision lightly. We are convinced that everyone associated with Google, including new investors, will benefit from this structure. To help us govern, we have recently expanded our board of directors to include three additional members. John Hennessy is the president of Stanford and has a doctoral degree in computer science. Art Levinson is CEO of Genentech and has a PhD in biochemistry. Paul O'Tellany is president and CEO of Intel. We could not be more excited about the caliber and experience of these directors. We have a world class management team impassioned by Google's mission and responsibility for Google's success. We believe the stability afforded by the dual class structure will enable us to retain our unique culture and continue to attract and retain talented people who are Google's lifeblood. Our colleagues will be able to trust that they themselves and their labors of hard work, love, and creativity will be well cared for by a company focused on stability in the long term. As an investor, you are placing a potentially risky long-term bet on the team, especially Sergey and me. The two of us... Eric and the rest of the management team recognize that our individual and collective interests are deeply aligned with those of the new investors who choose to support Google. Sergey and I are committed to Google for the long term. The broader Google team has also demonstrated an extraordinary commitment to our long term success. With continued hard work and good fortune, this commitment will last and flourish. When Sergey and I founded Google, we hoped but did not expect it would reach its current size and influence. Our intense and enduring interest was to objectively help people find information efficiently. We also believe that searching and organizing all the world's information was an unusually important task that should be carried out by a company that is trustworthy and interested in the public good. We believe a well-functioning society should have abundant, free, and unbiased access to high-quality information. Google, therefore, has a responsibility to the world. The dual class structure helps ensure that this responsibility is met. We believe that fulfilling this responsibility will deliver increased value to our shareholders. Becoming a public company. Google should go public soon. We assumed when founding Google that if things went well, we would likely go public someday. But we were always open to staying private and a number of developments reduced the pressure to change. We soon were generating cash, removing one important reason why many companies go public. Requirements for public companies become more significant in the wake of recent corporate scandals and the resulting passage of the Sarbanes-Oxley Act. We made business progress we were happy with. Our investors were patient and willing to stay with Google. We've been able to meet our business needs with our current level of cash. A number of factors weighed on the other side of the debate. Our growth has reduced some of the advantages of private ownership. By law, certain private companies must report as if they were public companies. The deadline imposed by this requirement accelerated our decision. As a smaller private company, Google kept business information closely held, and we believe this helped us against competitors. But as we grow larger, information becomes more widely known. As a public company, we will, of course, provide you all with information required by law, and we will also do our best to explain our actions. But we will not unnecessarily disclose all of our strengths, strategies, and intentions. We have transferred significant ownership of Google to employees in return for their efforts in building the business. And as we benefited greatly by selling $26 million of stock to our early investors before we were profitable. Thus, employee and investor liquidity were significant factors. We have demonstrated a proven business model and have designed a corporate structure that will make it easier to become a public company. A large, diverse, enthusiastic shareholder base will strengthen the company and benefit from our continued success. A larger cash balance will provide Google with flexibility and protection against adversity. All in all, going public now is the right decision. IPO Pricing and Allocation Informed investors willing to pay the IPO price should be able to buy as many shares as they want, within reason, in the IPO as on the stock market. It is important to us to have a fair process for our IPO that is inclusive of both small and large investors. It is also critical that we achieve a good outcome for Google and its current shareholders. This has led us to pursue an auction based IPO for our entire offering. Our goal is to have a share price that reflects a fair market valuation of Google and that moves rationally based on changes in our business and the stock market. The auction process is discussed in more detail elsewhere in this prospectus. Many companies have suffered from unreasonable speculation, small initial share float, and boom-bust cycles that hurt them and their investors in the long run. We believe that an auction-based IPO will minimize these problems. An auction is an unusual process for an IPO in the United States. Our experience with auction-based advertising systems has been surprisingly helpful in the auction design process for the IPO. As in the stock market, if people try to buy more stock than is available, the price will go up. And, of course, the price will go down if there aren't enough buyers. This is a simplification, but it captures the basic issues. Our goal is to have an efficient market price, a rational price set by informed buyers and sellers, for our shares at the IPO and afterward. Our goal is to achieve a relatively stable price in the days following the IPO and that buyers and sellers receive a fair price at the IPO. We are working to create a sufficient supply of shares to meet investor demand at IPO time and after. We are encouraging current shareholders to consider selling some of their shares as part of the offering these shares will supplement the shares of the company sells to provide more supply for investors and hopefully provide a more stable fair price sergey and i among others are currently planning to sell a fraction of our shares in the ipo the more shares current shareholders sell the more likely it is that they believe the price is not unfairly low the supply of shares available will likely have an effect on the clearing price of the auction Since the number of shares being sold is likely to be larger at a high price and a smaller at a lower price, investors will likely want to consider the scope of current shareholder participation in the IPO. We may communicate from time to time that we would be sellers rather than buyers. We would like you to invest for the long term and to do so only at or below what you determine to be a fair price. We encourage investors not to invest in Google at IPO or for some time after if they believe the price is not sustainable over the long term. We intend to take steps to help ensure shareholders are well-informed. We encourage you to read this prospectus. We think that short-term speculation without paying attention to price is likely to lose you money, especially with our auction structure. Googlers. Our employees, who have named themselves Googlers, are everything. Google is organized around the ability to attract and leverage the talent of exceptional technologists and business people. We have been lucky to recruit many creative, principled, and hardworking stars. We hope to recruit many more in the future. We will reward and treat them well. We provide many unusual benefits for our employees, including meals free of charge, doctors, and washing machines. We are careful to consider the long-term advantages to the company of these benefits. Expect us to add benefits rather than pare them down over time. We believe it is easy to be penny wise and pound foolish with respect to benefits that can save employees considerable time and improve their health and productivity. The significant employee ownership of Google has made us what we are today. Because of our employee talent, Google is doing exciting work in nearly every area of computer science. We are in a very competitive industry where the quality of the product is paramount. Talented people are attracted to Google because we empower them to change the world. Google has large computational resources and distribution that enables individuals to make a difference. Our main benefit is a workplace with important projects where employees can contribute and grow. We are focused on providing an environment where talented, hardworking people are rewarded for their contributions to Google and for making the world a better place. Don't be evil. Don't be evil. We strongly believe that in the long term, we will be better served as shareholders and in all other ways by a company that does good things for the world, even if we forego some short-term gains. This is an important aspect of our culture and is broadly shared within the company. Google users trust our systems to help them with important decisions, medical, financial, and many others. Our search results are the best we know how to produce. They are unbiased and objective, and we do not accept payment for them or for inclusion or more frequent updating. We also display advertising, which we work hard to make relevant, and we label it clearly. This is similar to a newspaper where the advertisements are clear and the articles are not influenced by the advertiser's payments. We believe it is important for everyone to have access to the best information and research, not only to the information people pay for you to see. Making the world a better place. We aspire to make Google an institution that makes the world a better place. With our products, Google connects people and information all around the world for free. We are adding other powerful services such as Gmail that provides an efficient one gigabyte Gmail account for free. By releasing services for free, we hope to help bridge the digital divide. AdWords connects users and advertisers efficiently, helping both. AdSense helps fund a huge variety of online websites and enables authors who could not otherwise publish. Last year, we created Google Grants, a growing program in which hundreds of nonprofits addressing issues, including the environment, poverty, and human rights, receive free advertising. And now we are in the process of establishing the Google Foundation. We intend to contribute significant resources to the foundation, including employee time and approximately 1% of Google's equity and profits in some form. We hope someday this institution may eclipse Google itself in terms of overall world impact by ambitiously applying innovation and significant resources to the largest of the world's problems. Summary and conclusion Google is not a conventional company. Eric, Sergey, and I intend to operate Google differently applying the values it has developed as a private company to its future as a public company. Our mission and business description are available in the rest of the prospectus. We encourage you to carefully read this information. We will optimize for the long term rather than trying to produce smooth earnings for each quarter. We will support selected high-risk, high-reward projects and manage our portfolio of projects. We will run the company collaboratively with Eric, our CEO, as a team of three. We are conscious of our duty as fiduciaries for our shareholders, and we will fulfill those responsibilities. We will continue to attract creative, committed new employees, and we will welcome support from new shareholders. We will live up to our don't-be-evil principle by keeping our user trust and not accepting payment for search results. We have a dual-class structure that is biased towards stability and independence, and that requires investors to bet on the team, especially Sergey and me. In this letter, we have explained our thinking on why Google is better off going public. We have talked about our IPO auction method and our desire for stability and access for all investors. We have discussed our goal to have investors who determine a rational price and invest for the long term only if they can buy at that price. Finally, we have discussed our desire to create an ideal working environment that will ultimately drive the success of Google by retaining and attracting talented Googlers. We have tried hard to anticipate your questions. It will be difficult for us to respond to them given legal constraints during our offering process. We look forward to a long and hopefully prosperous relationship with you, our new investors. We wrote this letter to help you understand our company. We have a strong commitment to our users worldwide, their communities, the websites in our network, our advertisers, our investors, and of course, our employees. Sergey and I and the team will do our best to make Google a long-term success and the world a better place. Signed, Larry Page and Sergey Brin. If you follow Bitcoin and crypto, you've probably heard of eToro. They're the world's number one social trading platform, and I love it. They've got more than 10 million other traders that love it, too. And guess what? They just launched in the United States. eToro offers access to the world's most popular cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, and others. With the smartest trading tools and the ability to connect with the best traders around the world, there's no better place to build your perfect portfolio. If you're new to Bitcoin and crypto, you can test the waters with their $100,000 virtual trading feature. But if you're more experienced, you can create custom technical charts and use eToro's social feeds to inform your trading decisions. They've got transparent fees, and so you never miss out. They also have an easy-to-use application available on iPhone, Android, or any web browser. You can get started today in just a few clicks at eToro.com. Again, that's eToro.com. Get VIP access to Bitcoin and crypto markets today.